Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. Nico, let's dive into the numbers, man. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes, like the Noddle Dojo. It's in red, also made of metal. Very, very high quality. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network all in the comfort of your own home, you're trusting someone else's. And that's very bad for privacy. So get yourself a Noddle Bitcoin node today. At the time of this recording, the block height is 738,607. The Bitcoin price, 30,695. Chain rewrite day, 760. Total public lightning capacity, 3,903.31. Moscow time, 32.58. Blocks to the halvening, 101,393. And the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. And the unspent capacity from that pool is 4,763.58. Nico, the numbers. <laughs> The numbers, man. The numbers are boring AF. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Yesterday, we had Optimist hosting the numbers, and today we're flipping it around. I am going to host the numbers. See how this goes. Okay. We're going to take a look at something because this is kind of interesting. I, uh, I didn't realize that this was happening, and I saw this tweet all of a sudden. Um, thought it was interesting. Public service announcement. Uh, public service announcement. There's more than one Lightning Network routing client. Core Lightning, Eclair, Rust Lightning, Electrum. Diversify, FTW, which is, you know, fuck the world. Anyways. Isn't it for the win? Is it for the win? I always thought it was fuck the world. Oh. I mean, Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. They're both, yeah, of course, Klaus, right? Okay, so look, so why why are we, you know, it's like, why are we talking about this? This is a tweet from at 402 payments required, okay? And it says, delete LND. So this is really, really interesting um, and also a little bit, a little bit concerning. So, so look, there's different angles to this, right? Um, for the people that don't know, we have covered in this in, in the past, but um, Lightning Labs, which is LND, Okay, was found to be on the World Economic Forum uh, website as a quote unquote, you know, partner. But really, Elizabeth Stark came out and explained that they they won some award. They don't know why they're on the website. And now she's attempting to try to get her try to get Lightning Labs off of their website. But essentially, okay, essentially what's happening is, is that other implementations are supposedly building more um I guess you'd say more serious projects on Lightning, whereas Lightning is kind of implementing a little bit more, uh, sorry, LND is implementing a little bit more fluffy type of stuff that, that people don't supposedly really need. Um, and there's a bit of a rift in the community as to which implementation to use. Now, what people don't seem to really realize is that there are multiple implementations of lightning like what does that mean this is the back end of what lightning is written in okay so there's lnd there's eclair there's rust okay and there's and there's now electrum okay or there maybe was electrum before but i wasn't aware of it i always thought there was only three and now i just learned that there's four but the point is is that the majority of the stuff that we run right now is on lnd Okay, so this could be seen as a bit of a central point of failure. Okay, um, I look, do I agree with that? 
I can see it. Am I worried about this? No, because Lightning Development is open. Anybody can create something on LND, put it on GitHub, and people can choose to download it, install it, run it. So I don't really think there's a problem. Nico, like, I know that, you know, like, you don't, you don't do as much of the, the Lightning stuff as I do, but, like, what do you, like, like, what do you think about this? Dude, honestly, I saw Elizabeth reply to our brothers in arms yesterday because this was a contentious issue and i will pull it up right now and here oh, okay, is cool. here is elizabeth star here is greg zag right and uh you know it's a lot of the plebs right we're going on hey what's up with all this association and this is Elizabeth Stark, right? To what to you know what you were saying, Phil, right? She is the CEO of L and D, the CEO and fine founder of L and D. I keep trying to get us removed from the site, but so far I've only gotten us off the partner list. We were never partners. They put us on that on they put us on list of companies. Turns out it's not easy to get off a website you don't want to be on. And then the meme factory said you should come on the Meme Factory podcast to talk about it. Thanks, but I would much rather talk about all the cool stuff happening right now in the Lightning community. Now's the time to build on Bitcoin. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Rejecting the plebs. And then I said, you should definitely get on the Meme Factory podcast, Elizabeth. Control the memes. Control the universe. I don't know. Not a good look. Not a good look, if you ask me. Sorry. I don't know. I I think that the meme. Fa I think she. I think they would have been able to talk about lightning on the meme factory podcast. What are you afraid of, Elizabeth? What is going on there? Some fishy stuff. Is Klaus? Are you a buddy of Klaus? What's going on? Greg is but, a uh, no. All jokes aside, in terms of the cent the 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 centralization of lightning, it's kind of like Blockstream, right? Blockstream is this huge. Uh, you know, Bitcoin company, a lot of the development funding, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the development of Bitcoin comes from Blockstream or has association with Blockstream. Doesn't mean it's, a, it doesn't mean it's centralized. That just happens to be the most convenient way to organize the development of something. If, you know, those companies, if LND just disappeared off the face of the planet tomorrow because it's open, like you said, Phil, someone else will just pick it up, open another GitHub and continue development from there. But still, Elizabeth, in the unlikely event that you watch this video, go on the Meme Factory. And if you still want to, come on the Simply Bitcoin as well. But anyways, Phil, wait, hold on. Wait, before, before back you go, it up. I just Back yeah, it I just up. Have to back it up to add some context. I know you like it when we add context. So look, this is this is part of the argument as well, right? So there's multiple narratives going on. So a disproportionate amount of nodes run LND, slow with privacy improvements. But hey, Taro. Okay, and that's the this is one of those implementations, one of those tools that, frankly, it's it's not really necessary at this time. Okay, and. You know, 402 Payments is also saying Core Lightning is frankly better. Modular architecture backups. Building and running, it seems more lightweight to me. Okay, and then of course, he then outlines what you were just showing, right? That Lightning Labs shows up on the World Economic Forum, which you just showed Elizabeth's response. So, look, it's a couple of narratives that are playing out. I don't really think that there's anything to worry about, but some people may see it as the canary in the coal mine. Anyways. <laughs> 
I, I look I, if she doesn't want to talk to the plebs that's a bad look that's my perspective you know what do you what do you have what are you worrying about elizabeth what like what's going on why won't you go on the meme factory podcast of course you're going to be able to talk about uh lightning stuff there that looks like a deflection to me hopefully she changes her mind let's see how this plays out but anyways phil it's time for the daily fail Brought to you by Swan. Check them out, swanbitcoin.com. That's right. It is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans, instant purchases. They've got an app coming out. It is a stacking site by fellow plebs. The link is down below. All right. We were tagged by ICO Sonata in this one. We got two fails, completely, completely unrelated fails, but, but... This is nefarious, I find, and weird, and very convenient, Nico, with the times that we are in right now. Let's take a look at this tweet from Petite Nikoko. I guess they, I guess they figure kids already eating bugs, grass, and dirt, so why not just serve it for lunch? Oh, that sounds wonderful. And let's take a look. Edible insects. Scientists plan to feed primary school children locusts and mealworms to make the UK greener. Now, here we go. Okay, this is where it gets. This is the signal part. Edible insects are highly nutritious and have a much smaller carbon footprint than conventional meat. That's all you need to know. This has nothing to do with your health. This has nothing to really do with what's better. This has nothing to do with quality. This has to do with making sure that we take up less and less carbon so as we've seen many times we are the carbon they want to reduce okay and this is all that matters if we could all be eating sludge and living in pods and just being good little cogs in the machine we would be most useful okay and this is scary shit to me like I, i'm sorry like i i find that this is scary crap like i understand that there may be protein in these things but I don't know. I, I, to a certain extent, believe that if this was superior, that we would have already been doing this if this was truly superior. I, I just don't buy it. I really don't. And to me, again, the signal is that point right there. The carbon footprint. That's, that's all that matters. Okay? You'll get the same protein, but you'll take up less space. You'll be less. You'll use less energy. That's what's important. I think that this is, I, I honestly, uh, I, I feel like it's like the allegory of the cave. I, I swear to God, you know, where we're all sitting in darkness watching shadows and we have no idea what's going on. It's, it's really scary stuff. Anyways, Nico, before we move into the, a really horrible shitcoin fail um, that is reminiscent of 2017, uh, your thoughts on um, the UK kids uh, eating bugs? Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is more of a push by, you know, the elites in Davos about the World Economic Forum. This is part of their their agenda. They, they you know, they say it out loud th these days. You know, I'm sure you guys have seen a couple viral videos on, on Twitter uh, or some that we've played on the show where you have Klaus Schwab saying, you know, we, are, we the elites are going to build this future, you know, and the Great Reset and all that. Look, two years ago... Uh, it, I myself, I would have been like, that's a conspiracy, right? Like that. You sound like crazy. You sound like this is crazy talk. 
But after watching the events of the last two years, if you haven't been living under a bridge, right, if you've been getting your information from, you know, it's even starting to hit mainstream, honestly, it's very obvious. Look, Klaus Schwab's, uh, you know, uh, his, his whole book, his plan was Build Back Better. You have that very famous video of politicians all around the world saying, repeating the same exact line, build back better. To build back better or whatever. To build back better. Build back better. Building back better. Build back better. Build it back better. And build it back better. This is my plan to build back better. Build back better. It's a big effort to, some would say, to build back, back better. We would say to really have a great reset. Some would say to build back, back better. We would say to really have a great reset. It's very scary stuff. This is all part of this, in my opinion, this this uh, this plan for the elites to get more and more and more and more in control, so that you'll be happy. You'll nothing. They'll own everything. They're allowed to fly on their private jets all around the world and they're gas guzzling, you know, $500,000 cars. We see the videos of that. We see it in Davos. We saw it in Glasgow at the World's, you know, Environmental Forum or whatever. But no, us peasants, you know, no, you, you have to, you know, we're going to give you uh, carbon limiting debit cards with your CBDCs, you know. So, again, it's it's typical rules for thee, but not for me. Uh and f these elites man and honestly if it wasn't for bitcoin you wouldn't have anything to opt out to like you just buy what physical gold you know that's a lot easier to seize right what if your country is starting to fall under totalitarianism try sneaking across the border with that gold it's gonna be very difficult for you to do so so it's a very scary future if Bitcoin wasn't around, but Bitcoin gives us the chance to finally separate money from state, get rid of this cantillionaire effect that's created these elites that feel like they were put into this place by God so that they could dictate what the human race should and should not do. So, yeah, man, I know I went on a little bit of a tangent. We started off with kids eating bugs, but honestly, like, it's all connected. It's all it there. It's all connected. We've covered it. Other people, Ben Shapiro has covered it. Crowder has covered it. Glenn, uh, Glenn Beck has covered it. Tucker Carlson has covered it. It's like, dude, like, come on, man. You know, that's how I feel about it. I had to get a lot off my chest because I'm tired of these fucking people. And Klaus, bro, and Klaus, I'm tired of Klaus thinking exactly. that he, could, he has the right to tell us what to do, man. Like, you eat the goddamn bugs. Fuck exactly. you, Klaus. Well, you know what? If they're not stacking sats, they're going to be eating insects. So yeah, good. Not, exactly. It's not working out for them. You and, know? And, th like, and that's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, there you go. Okay. Bad joke. See what's happening? Getting older, the jokes are getting worse. All right. Now, let's dive into this shitcoin fail. We were tagged by Ghost, uh, uh, Ghost Limburg, and um, Optimist brought this up to us. So thank you very much. Uh, this is very reminiscent of 2017. Here we go. So Ghost of Limburg tagged us in this, okay, and he goes like this. He goes, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist and your token is a scam. How low can you go selling a share of a worthless token to help people who need prosthetics? That's a new low. And a private presale? It's BS. Maybe simply Bitcoin TV should take a look at this. Well, thank you. We decided to take a look at this. And before we get into this story, I, I just want to explain 
one of the one of the greatest things that 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 a scammer can do, okay, is create a positive association to something that is not a scam. And once you do that, people will then create the mental association themselves that whatever it is that you're selling them is not a scam because you're being you're being validated by the project or by the product or service that is not a scam. Anyways, so let's dive into what we're talking about, okay? We're talking about this token called Helis Prosthesis, okay? This is, this is pretty bad, okay? This is totally reminiscent of 2017. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say this. In 2017, just so you guys know, in 2017, almost every single one of these shitcoin projects actually had a white paper. These guys... They don't, they don't have a white paper. They've got nothing you can read. Yes, if you click on light paper, it brings you right back to this main page. Okay, so there is no white paper about this. There's nothing. There's, but we've got a website and we have a token and there's a roadmap with no timeline. Let's keep this in mind as we go through this. Here we go. A breakthrough in health financing. Health financing. For bionic prosthesis and artificial organs <laughs> this is going to be brutal okay because don't get me wrong right because if you don't support this you you know you're you're you you know we're being bullies against you know against handicapped people you know we're not understanding their plight like we should be invent like this is the that's not at all that what we're doing we're calling no, out them exploiting handicapped call- people <laughs> exactly you know but then like the way they take it is it's like you know we're just trying to help people and like, you're, you know, you're going against us like, so i don't okay. like how evil you need to be as a human being to use uh you know very un- unfortunate people to sell your shit coin is disgusting, man. I'm sorry. Just wait. I'm oh, sorry. No, dude. Oh, don't worry. Don't don't be sorry. This gets so much worse. A highly deflationary and one of a kind token. Its maximum supply is one unit. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that there's only one? Like that that doesn't mean anything. A crypto that genuinely saves lives. Boom. We're saving lives. I don't even know how that's possible. And of course, they've got a video, right? They've got a video, which we're not going to watch, but a video that tells you about one particular testimonial about how it saved his life. Now, here is the roadmap. This is fantastic. Keep in mind, there is no white paper, okay? But they've got this whole entire roadmap laid out for you of everything that they're doing. They've already planned a first halving They've already planned a first buyback. They've already paid out the first dividend. But yet, nobody knows how this thing is actually going to work. All right, let's continue on. The solution, okay? Its offering is one unit and allows for an innovative sales method to dramatically bring down the price of high-tech medical equipment. How? How does this token do this? Okay, and we're going to get into some examples in 2017. People may remember Dentacoin, okay? They thought that the dentists were going to take this as payment. People may remember Potcoin. People thought that they were going to pay with pot. People thought they were going to pay uh, for pot with Potcoin. But that never ended up happening in any way, shape, or form because you just don't need it. It's an extra step for nothing. So here we go. Now we're going to sell you some hopium as to how we're going to do this. For the patients, it's going to reduce the cost of prosthesis and other artificial organs by 30, 40, or even 50%. All this with a token that they created out of thin air. 
The Healer's Token shall help too. This is great stuff right here. Extend life expectancy of those patients who suffer from deficient organs. Recover some almost normal mobility and improve the sight of those who have become blind. So this thing is, is extending life, okay? It's making you walk again. It might as well cure cancer, bro. Like, <laughs> like come on now. Helping blind see, okay? It's, dude, it's doing it all, okay? It's doing it all. And the best part about this is, okay, the Helix token is designed to, and this is, this is how you know it's not a scam, guys. It's affordable to any investor, whatever your budget. That's right. They don't give a shit how much money you put into it as long as you put something into it. Okay, it's, this is just the most like it's the most ridiculous sales pitch I've ever seen. But it just now we're coming to now we're coming to the point of fruition here. This is where they really sell it to you: a one-of-a-kind token, a secure token, a useful token. Okay, and this this is the best part about this token, Nico. The floor price. Pay very special attention to this floor price here. Thanks to the OTC implementation, he listed can decide of a specific floor price. No market dealing can be made by any large investor. All buy and sell orders are approved by Helis. Volatility is therefore limited. So a central entity controls the price and makes sure that it always stays the same. Why, why, would, you, why would you own this token to help handicapped people? How is this helping handicapped people? Now, remember, the floor price, right? They can decide on the specific floor price. Okay. So let's continue on here. Is the token floor price guaranteed? No, that's impossible. In any investment in a crypto project, especially in its early stages, there is a danger of total capital loss. But you limited volatility right here. They can decide the specific floor price. No market dealing can be made by any large investor. All buy and sell orders are approved by Helis. Volatility is therefore limited. These people are insane. And, and like, it's so sad that somebody's going to totally fall for this. Now, look, look, th this is completely reminiscent of every single 2017, um, the really early ICO offerings. I remember somebody that I knew tried to offer me this thing called carrot bars. Okay. And it was essentially gold backed Bitcoin, but not just any gold backed Bitcoin. The, the gold company is a multi-level marketing scheme, an MLM. And as we know, there's nothing wrong with MLMs, right? It's just network marketing. No, it's not, okay? It's just another form of pyramid scheme. And these people had an overpriced product that was inferior that they were trying to sell. This type of shit is even more nefarious because there is absolutely no product whatsoever, but they're virtue signaling that they're going to help the handicapped people. And as I just described to you, painfully, they're curing the blind, they're making people walk again, and they're restoring life. All you need to do is buy their shitcoin. <laughs> That's all you need to do, Nico. Man, dude, bro, look, uh, transhuman coin. Uh, it's been a while, para, right? Para something coin. Uh, the, the, the one where they, they literally inject a mouse with the shit coin, not even kidding. We, we recovered that they, they're clearly running out of fucking excuses to create a coin. Every single method, whether it's using babies, whether it's using 
uh, the, the kid token, the the let's in let's inject mouses with uh, with private keys, transhumanism in there, like dude, like now pair pair like Paris, you know, to put the artificial limb, like dude, like. These people have no souls. <laughs> like they're willing to say anything to sell these coins, man. This they didn't give one example, Nico. They didn't dude. give one example of how this token somehow translates into a handicapped person getting service. Dude, it, there's it, no like I. Man, you know what? It actually reminds me when Gigi came on the show. He said that, and he said something so interesting yes. right, the, about the bell curve. And the level of scam now has to get so ridiculous, so ridiculous that the vast majority of people won't believe it. But there's always, remember the bell curve, there's always someone at the very end of the spectrum that will buy it. And that explains why they keep getting more and more and more ridiculous. Because back in 2017, it was new. No one know, knew what the ICO was. So you just could have made a nice website, put this and this and that, did an ICO, and then boom, and then... You know, you, you would have made a lot of money, but nowadays everyone knows it's a scam. So they tried the NFTs. Now the the excuses to raise an ICO are just getting more and more and more ridiculous, bro. What a clusterfuck. Stay away from something. these. Yeah, go. Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. I just I just want to add one other thing to this scam, okay? One of the worst parts about this scam is that they associated themselves with a charitable organization, mm -hmm. okay? And if you go look at the charitable organization's website which we're going to pull up right now, okay? If you go take a look at this, okay? It's called Handicap International, okay? And this is how you become a member of Handicap International. You donate a minimum of $1,000, okay? It's written in French, so there's no point in me reading it. I'm just translating it for you. You have to, you, you donate between $1,000 and $10,000, okay? And you become a member of Handicap International. Now, Handicap International is a totally legitimate organization. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, but you see, this is how a scammer can legitimize themselves. This is what I said at the beginning, right? By doing this now, we're doing the partnership parade. Hey, look, we're partners with this organization and this organization is good. Yeah. Yep. No, Anyways, and, that, and that's what they do. Very man. nefarious. That's what they do, man. They, yeah. with, with Solana, with me, they reached out. Hey, you want to be, a, you want to have Bitvol associated with Solana? With with all the celebrity endorsements, the same thing. It's to make you believe that they're legitimate because they're loosely associated with a celebrity influencer company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel Twenty One. They make the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for Volume Two. It's one of the oldest, which means it's almost sold out. This is the artwork for Volume Eleven. It ju it just came out. This is the most recent physical print and this is the artwork for volume 10 it's nice and bright remember guys they're scarce there's only a thousand copies made per volume so get your prints of citadel 21 today before they run out all right everybody welcome to the bitcoin meme review where we review bitcoin memes because bitcoin memes play a very important role in this narrative trench warfare that we're fighting every single day on the internet memes form as 
They play, they form as a weapon. They're a weapon. Okay, I, I butchered it. But you They're guys. They're part of the immune the, system. They're part of the immune system. They're part of the immune system. You guys get the point. I tried to make it epic and dramatic, but then I I, I just dropped <laughs> the ball it. at the end. You, you, you pulled a fill. I pulled a fill. I'm hanging out with Phil too much. Anyways, next one by RD. Uh, uh, RD underscore BTC, shitcoins, bitcoiners with the laser eyes. I, I like love it. this template. It's classic, but good. All yeah. right, my money, my rules, the state, bitcoiners, spying on all our finances, negotiating our own rate of tax. Soon. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. People but, think it's all BS until it happens. Dude, I'm telling you, listen, the state has a balance. The balance of power right now, if your money's in a bank... It belongs to the state. All the state needs to do is flip a finger, snap a finger, contact the bank. The bank freezes your account. But if you're taking Bitcoin into self-custody and the state is trying to impose an unjustified tax, you know, maybe to go to war to pay for a social program, you know, that's going to uh, be very hard to convince people. Remember that famous saying, right, that Michael Saylor mentioned on, on, on Legacy Media I lost in the boating accident. Anyways, that's what we're talking about. Next meme is a it's a Reddit meme. Always not affected. Bank holiday, Bitcoin user not affected. Hyperinflation, Bitcoin user not affected. Cash controls coming to France, Bitcoin user not affected. Americans unable to open bank accounts overseas, Bitcoin user not affected. A matter of time until one of Europe's TBTF bank fails, Bitcoin user not affected. Highly accurate. The deflationist dilemma, buy food to live, save money. It's so true. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> I just like, wait I'm a, till tomorrow. Just, just wait another year. I don't need. A, I don't need a pl- out of place right now. Just wait another year. All right. Uh, by Bitcoin Archive, the perfect Bitcoin illustration. Shout out to the crypto couple. Money, personal sovereignty, technology, and Bitcoin is the Akagi. I think that's what this is called. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. By Spinte, government has your best interests at heart. And other hilarious jokes you could tell yourself all even too. All right, by Hodorado. Uh Bitcoin down nine weeks in a row. Release the green <laughs> Come on, that's great. Oh man. That's awesome. So good. Very, very great meme. Shout out to the plebs bringing in the fly- the fire like always. For those memes, I'm going to give it this bounty card. That has 0.001 Bitcoin on here, and it was one of the awards that you got at the Tone Vase Unconfiscatable Poker Tournament. I actually came in eighth place, but every time you took someone out, you got one of these boundary cards. I got three. I gave one to Phil. I already used mine, though, for a score, so that kind of sucks. But anyways, anyways, those are great memes. Especially love the last one, and for that, I am giving it my Starbucks half-finished pink drink. That's right. Pink drink. Anyways, Coconut guys. and strawberry, you can't go wrong. Mmm, very delicious. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, if you disagree, if you want to rate the meme yourselves, you should rate it. Put the rating down below in the comment section. Comment, comment, comment. Helps us with the mysterious YouTube algorithm. Of course, join our awesome Telegram group. It's a party in there. The link's down below. Plebs posting memes. Plebs being plebs. It's a party. Definitely join it. And of course, make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. 
They don't censor there because it's Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for it. The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. This one comes in gold. You can get it in any custom color. I just happen to get it in Simply Bitcoin colors, obviously, because I'm part of Simply Bitcoin. But you want it in pink, you can do it in pink, but only on CryptoCloaks.com. He also makes the famous 3D printed Bitcoin Honey Badger. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody, I'm going to take you down a little bit of a rabbit hole today. The reason that we cover so much of the legacy media, right, whether that's Reuters, whether that's the New York Times, whether that's the Financial Times, is because this is what the elites are reading. These are these are the publications, the people that are big fans of central bank digital currencies and a one world government. That's what they read. And unfortunately for them, plebs happen to get a subscription to, to, these, to these publications. So we're reading what they're reading. Uh, but check it out. Check out the narrative framing to this, Phil. It's absolutely ridiculous. Bitcoin lures inflation-weary Argentines despite crypto crash. It's a lot of hmm. bullshit in a condensed thing, right? Think about the the the... The narrative that they're trying to shape, that they're trying to shape, right, is that because people are inflation weary, they're going into crypto, but it's weird because crypto crashed. It's so strange, right? Remember, guys, you think that this this is not a coincidence. The way they frame this framing is very important in order to ca- to craft the narrative. So it's very important to pay attention to how they they phrase it. Because that's a lot of signal. Because that's what they're afraid of it. Anyways, check this out, Phil. Your blood's going to boil on this one. Savers in the South South American nation are increasingly being drawn to cryptocurrency to offset years of painful inflation. Now running near 60% shrugging off a recent market crash. I don't know what this has to do with it, but check this out, Phil. And El Salvador's troubled experiment with virtual tender. Hmm. Okay. So, savers in South American nation are increasingly being drawn to cryptocurrency to offset years of painful inflation. But we want to let you know that crypto had a recent 60% crash. Don't pay attention to the inflation. Pay attention to the recent crash. The local environment is pushing people to protect their capital in cryptocurrencies, and so we see growth speeding up, said Mauro, uh, Mauro Lieberman, one of the founders of the cafe, which is aimed at promoting the use of digital tender. Throughout Latin America, the growth potential is enormous, he said, adding that most local users were buying it as a way to hoard their savings which goes back to what michael saylor was saying yesterday about how bitcoin is the most equitable i use the word baby to uh the equitable financial system that exists right why are they hoarding their savings in crypto even though it had a recent 60 percent crash because it can't be debased or easily confiscated by the government it's 
It's an avalanche that won't stop, that won't be stopped. This is an Argentinian user saying that, not simply Bitcoin. In April, report from America's market intelligence showed crypto penetration in Argentina was 12%, around double the level of Mexico and Brazil. Adoption in hyperinflation plagued Venezuela's even higher. Isn't that a quite a coincidence, Phil? That in the countries with with the highest crypto, Bitcoin and shitcoin adoption, for some reason, those are the countries that also happen to have the worst inflation. Oh, well, you look oh, at that. And then you and then you got to ask yourself why they would frame the name of the article that way. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Anyways, the draw is a lack of confidence in the local peso currency. No shit, Sherlock, which has depreciated 14% this year against the dollar. Capital controls limiting foreign exchange to $200 monthly, $200 monthly are also spurring crypto adoption. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Basically, it's because I lose less, he said. With an Argentine inflation of between 60 to 70% and fixed terms paying 30 to 35%, it just doesn't work. The central bank has warned repeatedly about the risk of investing in volatile digital currencies. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on there. Hold on there, Mr. Central Bank. Because unfortunately for you guys, right... Not only does simply Bitcoin have the receipts, we also are subscribed to all the bullshit legacy media that you guys have, so we're able to fact check you in real fucking time. Sucks for you. So, let's talk about the central bank, shall we? Here's the Argentinian peso. And uh, here's the percentage in terms of uh, how far it's gone down compared to bitcoin uh this is three years maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me but that says 89.88 percent and in five-year terms that's 99.05 percent in a one-year term that is in a 7.14 percent so that title is grade a bullshit it's just bullshit it's trying to paint a narrative that isn't based on reality right moving on sebastian and i'll get to why they're trying to paint that narrative in a second sebastian 23 from a poor escobar, escobar neighborhood outside the capital has little to lose he is looking to dig himself out of poverty using a homemade cryptocurrency mine he assembled with recycled computer parts from his work I repaired the things, put it together in a computer, he told Reuters, at his home, where he had screens showing how the mining is going. He started with Ethereum, then Bitcoin. Check this out, Phil, which is why they have to rely on the narrative, which allowed him to buy some land and go back to school. I'll keep mining because it's a good way of savings. Now, you have to question yourself. Right? Why is it that they would like they're they're shaped you're shaping the narrative like this? Even though you look, if you dig down deep in the article, it looks like it's actually helping people. If you actually look at the Argentinian peso as it relates to Bitcoin, the Argentinian peso, as much as the central bank would like to like you to believe, the Argentinian peso has crashed. 90% in three years compared to Bitcoin and has crashed 99% in 
in five years compared to Bitcoin. Now, let me tell you why Reuters is trying to shape an article like this. If you remember not too long ago, the IMF asked Argentina to discourage the use of Bitcoin. Do you know how maniacal that is? If these people, if Argentinians saved in Bitcoin, they would have 99% more purchasing power than if they didn't. But the IMF is not interested in that. The foreign debt ref re refinancing agreement be signed between the Argentinian government and International Monetary Fund also contained a provision asking the Latin American country to discourage the use of cryptocurrencies. The request was included as part of a set of monetary and fiscal policy, uh, policy policies to which the nation is committed in order to have longer payment terms. So the IMF essentially blackmailed the Argentinian government. It was not too long ago. It was March 17, 2022. To say, hey, you can't use those cryptocurrencies. Why? Because it takes away power from the IMF, which is why you have articles like this. Trying to say, is this like, oh, I like these, these crazy people. How, how, could, how could they be seeking refuge? They need us. But here's the thing. And here's the reality. Here's the facts. The Argentinian people would have been significantly better off if they saved in Bitcoin. And you know who's against that? The IMF. What, what is the IMF? What is, what is their purpose? The original purpose says that the internet is there from their website. The International Monetary Fund works to achieve sustainable growth and prosperity for all of its 190 member countries. Prosperity? Prosperity? That's what you call prosperity? Hold on, let me pull it up again, okay? So you guys can have in your mind. Argentinian peso, 99% down. And you force the Argentinian... You're trying to strong-arm, coerce the Argentinian people by bribing their politicians not to be able to save? Even though there's two stories that they, dug, that they put down in the article... Two Argentinians that are saying it's an avalanche that can't be stopped and some very poor person that lived in a poor neighborhood used Bitcoin to get out of poverty and go to school. So IMF, whose side are you really on, IMF? Are you in the side of the people that you claim to want prosperity for the world? Nah, it looks like you guys are in it for power and control. And that's what you've always been it for. And that's why you reached out to the Central African Republic. That's why you reached out to El Salvador. You don't give two flying fucks about the people of El Salvador. You don't give two flying fucks about the people in the Central African Republic. You don't give two flying fucks about people in general. What you are concerned about is power and control. And Bitcoin, like it shines the light of truth on everything, has shined the light on truth on you guys. And your days are numbered. You won't survive two decades. Bitcoin is coming to eat you alive. Phil? Dude, bullish. Very bullish on your comments to that. Uh, man, so look, that article is incredibly disingenuous. Um, Bitcoin lures, just the title. Right. Just the title alone creates this negative connotation behind it. Now, if we zoom out and look at this article, what did they do? Right. They attacked it. Bitcoin was attacked throughout the article. And like you said, right at the right three quarters of the way through, they explain that there's 
two ways in which people are actually being helped by Bitcoin. Okay. So, but something about the mainstream media that they understand very well, who's going to get through that article, Nico, someone like you, someone like you, who's digging for signal, right? But the average person is just going to read that headline. That's all they're going to do. They're going to read that headline and they're going to say, well, Bitcoin's bad and look what's happening. It's luring people in because inflation is dangerous. You know, like it's just complete and utter nonsense. The other piece that I want to bring up about this is the random mention of El Salvador being a being a failed experiment. Right. And the 60 percent drop. Do you want to know what's really pathetic? What's really pathetic is that Bitcoin has had the drop that it has and it still retains its value better than the dollar. Dude, it's That's up perfect. it's up 245% in the last 2 years, dude. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. It's like they sit there and and they're they are essentially banking. They are banking on the fact that people can't do math. They're banking on the fact that people are confused. They're banking on the fact that people are tired, not paying attention. They're going to look at that number and they're going to go, "See? You can't store your value. It just Dropped 60%, not even realizing that what you just showed in in five years span, the Argentinian, the Argentinian peso went down 99% against Bitcoin in a five year span. Who's volatile and volatile to what side? I'd rather take my volatility to the upside. I am still like, I, I haven't seen a reason why we shouldn't be championing Bitcoin yet. I haven't found it yet. Been doing this for five years now, six years. I, I haven't found it yet. It's only it. I find it's only improving lives. Low time preference behavior, forcing people to look and think about the future in a different way. This is not negative. These guys like, look, it's like you said, man, the IMF, they don't win. And to your point, OK, to your point, they enslave all these countries with SDRs under the guise of help, right? SDRs, as we've explained in the past, is another layer of fake money that is created out of absolutely nothing because they use a basket of other currencies to back it. And those currencies come from nothing. This is all just smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. And for some reason, we're all playing along. Bitcoin makes it so that we can stop playing along. Anyways, that's yeah, I, I, I couldn't I I'm shocked, man. I shouldn't say that I'm shocked. I'm disappointed. That's really what it is. But are we surprised? We're not. No, we're, we're not, not surprised. And we know that this is just going to intensify because let's face it, the mainstream media, the corporate owned media, every person who is a proponent of the money spigot is not going to quit. They are not going to stop. Imagine getting endless power doing nothing. Mm -hmm. You're never going to let go of this. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. No, it, it's 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 crazy. And that's actually a perfect segue. Segue. Uh, correct. Segue. Um, to my next topic. And this is actually something that we brought up earlier. Now, it's about the idea of sanctions. Right. Um, again, uh, sanctions... The official, you know, stance of the U.S. government is, you know, uh, certain they're, they're trying to sanction the Russian economy as much as possible. We're not advocating for doing anything illegal to get over those sanctions. But what we are at questioning, right, and we are allowed to do that, right, is uh, 
we don't believe at Simply Bitcoin that any group of people should, whether it's an elite group of people, an elected group of people, should have the power to cut off an entire country from the financial system, right? And at the end of the day, the victims of sanctions are not the politicians and the governments that they're aimed for. They're the people of those countries, right? Um, and let me get into this article a little bit. Um, and this was obvious. This was always going to be in the game theory, right? Russia moles allowing cryptocurrency for international payments, Interfax reports. But again, why is Reuters covering it this way? What do they want? right bitcoin is not compatible with sanctions remember that guys okay so and i'll get to to why i'm saying that in a second russia is considering allowing cryptocurrency to be used for international payments interfax news agency quoted a government official saying on on friday the idea of using digital currencies and transactions for international settlements is being actively discussed we we could have told you this was going to happen Discussions have been ongoing for months and through the government expect cryptocurrencies to be legalized as a means of payment sooner or later. No consensus has yet to be reached. So, obviously, um, our favorite senator, Elizabeth Warren, right? She uh, she targeted a bill, did it do so hot. She had the CEO of uh, Chain Analysis testify and he crushed her, metaphorically, of course. Um and, you know, she's basically saying, look, the, the proposal still in draft form has taken new urgency as a bipartisan concern grow that members of Moscow's elite might be able to sidestep sanctions by using digital currencies. Right now, let me get Ron Paul's thoughts on sanctions. This is his tweet it says uh, very famous libertarian politician. Uh, he is the, the father of Rand Paul, who is the current senator of, of Kentucky, which happens to be one of the only senators that actually advocated for not sending $40 billion to Ukraine after spending 20 years in Afghanistan, um, not to mention Vietnam and all the endless wars. Economic sanctions seek to impoverish and sicken the civilians of the sanctioned nation. They also place heavy economic costs on the civilians of nations imposing the sanctions. To add insult to injury, the track record of sanctions actually forcing regime change is abysmal. It's not lying. Look at Cuba. Not lying. Look at Iran. Not lying. Look at Russia. Putin's approval rating is 82%. It's 20% higher than when this before the sanctions stopped. Why do you think that is? <laughs> Foreign country is just basically telling you, hey, Russian people, we, the U.S. government, have decided that you're not allowed to transact with the global financial system. Now, what does this all have to do with Bitcoin? What I'm, I'm all going to tie it in together with this, right? The idea of sanctions is facilitated by government controlling the money, right? They, they print the money, they issue the money, it's theirs, right? The idea of sanctions under a Bitcoin future is literally impossible. It's impossible. In Bitcoin, you can't decide who uses Bitcoin, who doesn't use Bitcoin. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is that there's going to be an inevitable clash. It's inevitable. It's going to happen, right? I don't know to what lengths a lot of these people in power to what lengths they're willing to go through is this bitcoin 
hyperization going to take a, a like an extended period of time because if that's better mother nature does its thing right and these very old politicians that have been used to the power of the fiat system you know they're going to get older they're going to retire right or is this hyper bitcoinization going to happen quicker because if it happens quicker it might be a shock to a lot of these people in the administrative state that are used to using the dollar as a weapon They've weaponized the dollar and millions of people are paying the consequences. You see this in Cuba. You saw this in Afghanistan when Afghanistan got cut off from the global financial system. So I think as Bitcoiners, we really have to really think about the idea of sanctions, just the idea of being able to sanction other countries that you don't agree with politically and this idea of essentially getting to pick and choose what people are for money i mean are able to use money or not able to use money because it sounds like to me that bitcoin is a to use their words a lot more equitable than whatever fucking system they get to decide and i and the reason i'm bringing this up today is because this is, is going to be a very highly contentious issue as well as the kyc and aml system which is it, it it it's not compatible with bitcoin it doesn't work it does work on the on and off ramps it works very well but if you stay in bitcoin and you're in the bitcoin ecosystem the KYC AML system, it, it's not compatible as well as sanctions. So I think that we have to start thinking from the perspective of centralized money, centralized power, centralized government to this idea of decentralization that the Internet started, the decentralization and the disintermediation of the gatekeepers of information, which is what social media has allowed us to uh, take advantage of. And now the decentralization of money. But with the decentralization of money, nation states, governments have a lot to lose. So I don't know to what length they would go to in order to maintain that power. And how you protect yourself from all this madness is taking self-custody over your Bitcoin. Because that is how you make sure that you hold on to that power, that hold on to that sovereignty, that if you hold your money in a bank... You're really outsourcing that to the whims of the bank and the whims of the government, right? So I know I went on a little bit of a tangent, but this is a thing that's going to become more and more contentious as the years go by. And I just wanted to bring it to your guys' attention. I don't think that a sanctioned system, how they currently are today, and the AML and KYC system, how they currently are today, are compatible with Bitcoin. I don't think they are. Phil, what are your thoughts, dude? Because I know it's a yeah, complex subject. It is. It definitely is. And I completely agree, right? Uh, sanctions is not compatible with Bitcoin. But if we back it up, right? If we back it up even more, sanctions is like this strange kind of like schoolyard bully gathering a whole group to go against one other kid to say, hey, we all don't agree with you. So we're going to punish you until you act like us. Uh, I mean, that, that's really what it seems like in, in a much simpler term. And it's really kind of creepy and sad that this is what we do at a governmental level, because let's face it, right? Um, as we've explained in the past and as, you know, as is not unknown, um, the real people that suffer in sanctions are the people most vulnerable. 
right? The governments, the governments that are supposed to be punished, the individuals in the government, the, these people's lives are, are, are not changing, okay? Like these people, they're still getting their quote unquote imports and stuff like that from other countries. They're still getting the things that they want. In some cases, they maybe have to pay a little bit more for it, but they can easily afford it because they are part of the power structure. So look, uh, I, I think it goes back to, you know, to what you said. I, I think in a Bitcoin world, which I, I do believe is approaching more and more, I think we need to rethink these things about, uh, you know, the, the usefulness of sanctions. I, I really don't think that they work. And the other, the other piece to this is, is that I believe that sanctions actually end up creating more enemies. Yes. So, I just look, you know, it's not to say that nobody should ever be punished or anything like that. But like, I just think that if we actually tried, we could probably come up with a better solution. And I just think that we haven't like, I, I feel like we've always just done the low hanging fruit. This is the easiest way to do it, because think about it, right? You just look at what's happening with Russia. Boom. You just punish the whole freaking nation. And then what happened? How much did Putin's support go up? Dude, it, it's it was it. It's fucking like, crazy, man. You kidding me? You know, so so like obviously this doesn't work. But if you're a warmonger, if you are part of the, uh, you know, the military industrial complex that uh, benefits from these types of activities, then you're very incentivized to see this type of behavior go on. So, no, I agree. And look, like, let, me, let me pull it up so you guys can see the data. Right. Like, hold on. Google Chrome. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Uh, fuck you. I know. I hate that. All right. So, look, it, it, this was before the war in Ukraine. His approval rating was 61%. Shot up to 82. 82%. So, so. Well, sanctions. So, 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 so hold on a sec. So, hold on a second, right? So, hold on. To, this is the whole thing, right? So, you're punishing the Russian people for something that the Russian government did? For what? Is it for regime change? Because look at Cuba. Look at Venezuela. Look at Iran. Look at Russia. Look at North Korea. Anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. Papers dead. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire. And the grid also comes with the punch tool. All right, we've got Zeus... Ze uh, no, let me do it again. Three, two, one. All right, we've got Zeus LN version 0.6.4 that was released. It's down below in the show notes. Guys, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show before... We go. I want to give a very awesome shout out to our clothing sponsor, Represent LTD. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. He has awesome merch. He has Bitcoin merch that came out. Phil's wearing a Bitcoin hoodie. Simply Bitcoin merch coming out soon. And awesome, just overall, really cool designs. Check out RepresentLTD.com. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off. 
Guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the same perspective, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin, guys. And we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode. Sanctions can't stop Bitcoin. Bitcoin.